Hello and welcome back to the Age of Empires, ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast. Uh, I'm your host, LaZero. Uh, yes, we're going by fake names here. And I'm joined today by <laughs> Captain Fish. How's it going, Captain Fish? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Um, there's not a lot of people that cross over between, you know, the two kind of big shows uh, that we're doing for podcasts. The But you are one of them, so you were actually on the Rocket League show <laughs> Somehow. just before. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we thought we'd have you on here for some Age of Empires talk. Uh, I thought it'd be good to have a co-host. Um, I mean, two solo shows in a row could be a lot, you know? I, I think that's a possibility. I know anyone who's done podcasts before knows it's also very uh, welcoming to have to have someone to bounce off of so you're not just talking by yourself. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't have the in-depth knowledge to, to give a great technical analysis of anything we're going to talk about. But, um, but you, it's nice to be what here. I learned... What I learned in the, the show that we did do is you have a, a good way of explaining yourself and talking about different topics. So hopefully that's something you can bring. To With a lot show. of ums in between. Ah, uh, <laughs> the trick is you don't say it, right? Because the second you say it, now they're going to note it every single time. So yeah. you've, you've already, you know, I may go back and cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Me, I, I actually listen for it when I listen to podcasts and stuff, but it doesn't actually bother me. It's just like, I, don't know. I think I never notice it until someone says it and then it drives, drives me insane. So, oh no, uh, thank you. Wait, can uh, we restart this? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I, I know I do it myself, right? I think it's, I think it's literally just the um, what's the word? I find that if I'm not thinking, yeah, if I don't think about it, I don't worry about it, but you know, that's okay. I can, I'm going to challenge myself to try to, uh, there it is, there's one. To try to get rid of as many of these ums as I possibly can, which, in fact, if you are broadcasting, if you are doing podcasts, is something that you should practice. So yeah. thank you for providing the challenge for me today. Yeah, well, maybe somebody can give us a count. And if it's less than 100, I'll be happy. Uh, perfect, perfect. Okay, so uh, the first thing that I wanted to say right off the bat um, is I have a question for you, Captain Fish, and that is, did... Or have you ever tried to spectate lobbies in Age of Empires before? Or especially DE, like the newer version DE. Have you not, ever tried to spectate lobbies? Not in DE. Um, I'm not the sort of player that like does that sort of thing. Uh, I think I've done it with my friends in the past, like before DE was released. Um, especially when I would arrive late to a game night and I would be bored. <laughs> so I'd hop in and see what was going on in the current game. Um, which i think is very fair yeah and i the reason i mentioned this is it's because we had our first tournament our first age of empires tournament right this past weekend and uh it was a mess because i did not realize how terrible the client is for spectating yeah you have to essentially find a match a minute and a half while ready's up you can't jump into a lobby beforehand really like the fact that i can't ideally create a lobby and then proceed to to proceed to actually uh, just invite all these players and then start the games. That doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense to me, right? So, uh, but no, you can't do that in Age of Empires. You are not allowed to do that. And that is unfortunate, as I learned with our uh, with our most recent thing. Uh, yeah, how did, how did you... I don't know if you were able to catch it, but I, I now understand. I finally understand why a lot of tournaments essentially receive the replays and the cast from replay as opposed to casting yeah. it live and this is the reason it's just because the client's not set, set up for it and a lot of them use these really beautiful like third-party spectating tools 
and there's a pretty good reason for that. Um, well, I, no, no, I here's the thing: <laughs> Capture Age is actually recommended to use, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 excellent. I actually think Capture Age pretty pretty easily. I was able to have a pretty nice layout for the actual games. That wasn't actually the problem. The layout was the least of the problems. You had to set it up and stuff, but it actually looked very clean. For me, the bigger thing was definitely the fact that I can just create a lobby and be in charge of all the game settings. I had to go into these game settings that were set up uh, by the player themselves, which in and of itself could be a big hassle. So I wonder how these big tournaments do it. Oh, well, no, I know exactly how the big tournaments do it. They have you play it and then you just send the replays, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in my experience, does that it was surprise just, you? It was frustrating for me because it was it was hard to navigate. Um, but mm. that was, I didn't have any experience with it beforehand. I just, you know, I did it cause, uh, it was circumstantial, but for the big tournaments, it doesn't really surprise me. Uh, especially there might be some connection issues or, or those sort of thing. It's just easier to come to and replace. I think you have a little bit more flexibility because a lot of times things can go, uh, wary in live games and, no, 100%. uh, hundred percent. And yeah. Oh, uh, what else? <laughs> no no go ahead um so so for me this is not something that i realized was such a big deal until i want to create literally what was supposed to be a not i don't want to say low effort but ideally if i want to create a small community tournament it shouldn't require five hours of prep time and then realize that you made mistakes now obviously for the next tournament that we're gonna do it's not going to be as bad because now i know Mm -hmm. however uh however yeah what what do you think of uh, essentially the way that they've set it up and and maybe do you have recommendations do you have anything that you first thoughts when i've mentioned this for for tournaments or for for creating tournaments in game how how should they do it well i've had exactly one attempt at running a tournament and i think we probably got about five percent through what we were supposed to do because <laughs> we had like 10 people and we were going to do like a round robin 1v1 people could just do it on their own and then send the results <laughs> and people were so not into it especially with spectating some of the games that it yeah it just it just totally faded out after like six games were played i i immediately realized like with age of empires there's also a cap limit i think especially if you are just a community tournament Mm -hmm. um where which which is actually why i really like that we we literally only have you know two to four players per tournament yeah because i think that is a perfect amount to be able to stream everything and not feel like you're going on too long yeah i don't think a community tournament should go longer than three or four hours i'm gonna be honest Uh, absolutely and these these are Uh, pro casters that do the big thing so they're trained and not getting fatigued right but this is like casting is hard i i think i think you can appreciate a community tournament Mm-hmm. um however the thing with the bigger tournaments is you don't catch the whole thing you kind of catch the players you like right oh yeah for sure as opposed to a community tournament where you're kind of just like oh yeah i'll sit an hour or two or, or just have it in the background mm-hmm. and uh we'll be able to to just you know follow along but you you kind of want to be there if there's only a couple of games to, you want to be able to last it and not feel like you're it's dragging on so with that in mind actually uh, i did kind of want to put at the beginning of the show that coming up this weekend so this is july 10th a couple days actually (laughs) very close to when this show comes out there will be our next tournament uh hopefully we can get everyone in the thing is uh this is currently the the elo bracket that i'm in so worst case currently we only have one sign of worst case it'll just be a show match between me and the person who signed up 
which I, which I think is also great. I think that's also really funny, uh, especially because, you know, I, I haven't been playing as much as uh, I, you know, some of these players are playing. So I think I think that might be really good. But if I if that if we do have more than that, then I'll just cast it, which is perfect. Both of those things are great. Point being, uh, there'll be links to a the VOD of the previous uh, w- um, tournament, which we had, which we crowned our first feudal lord. Mm-hmm. And there will be also a link to the Discord where you can join and you click on the tournament announcements tab and you just have to click that green check mark. And on Saturday, I'll let you know what's up uh, and we'll cl- crown our first Dark Lord. <laughs> That's that was what we decided because uh, you know Dark Age and then Feudal Age, right? Kind of makes sense. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that the Dark Lord will be uh, will be the will be the winner of the Dark like sorry our lowest Elo bracket. So for, if you're between zero and and a thousand forty nine. Uh, feel free to uh, join in on that on top of it if you are participating in that tournament unless it becomes a show match with me in which case i'll just turn the show match from my perspective but if you are uh participating in the tournament what you will do is you'll play the games and you'll send me the replay files uh so the games will start at that one o'clock but the actual stream might start later uh so i'll, I'll kind of discuss that personally with anyone who does sign up uh, I might, I might so, sign up, but I've—I don't know what my elo is, as I've mentioned in the Discord, because I've never played an online game. <laughs> I mean, but I think that would be even more perfect because you have no idea, right? Yeah. I—I uh, I think the player—the player that you're playing is who's been actually pretty, pretty active, uh, which for our Discord, you know, is relatively uh, <laughs> not the most difficult task, but pretty active. Uh, VT stuff. I don't know if V. Uh, if if they've stated which elo they are but that might be a good show match I, i'd be down to cast um regardless we're gonna definitely cast from replay so you'll you'll just play the games individually and then uh then i'll take that and you no know, that, that might be nice actually if you're playing it because then you can literally watch it right after anyway so that's that's the plan for the community tournament stuff uh we'll see if we'll 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 try to keep them going afterward uh but it'll de- kind of depend on how how this next one goes. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a little more smooth though, and there won't be as many uh, a long intro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, with all that being said, I think we can probably move on to kind of the main topics of the show today, and that's uh, rounding out the semifinals and the finals of the Red Bull tournament. I did do like an in-depth keep uh, recap of all the games in the quarterfinals, so if you want to check out that latest episode, uh, maybe you'll enjoy it. Um, I think having I think those are really good. What I'll probably do in the future is just keep those to maybe the most interesting series as opposed to every series. That might be the way to do it with the recaps. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll just start with the semifinals and then we'll get into a topic that a lot of people discuss because I want to get your take on it, Captain Fish. Uh, first of all, Vinchester, who I noted uh, in the last episode, did extremely well in playing a very very standard style i say like he just kind of castle pushes really well <laughs> um and wins a lot of those castle wars you know p- puts the castle up and that's kind of how he beat mr yo uh and so uh vinchester got faced up against leary and leary was able to dominate him uh in one sense or another but quite handily went three to one uh, no big surprises in that one um, so that was one side of the bracket. And then there was the other side of the bracket, the tried and true, the, the, uh, AOE to, I don't know. I don't know what kind of rivalry, but like, I guess the El Clasico, the rivalry of all rivalries, Viper versus Hera happened yeah. and Hera just wrecked the Viper 
Um, and there was a lot of controversy because a lot of people were saying that the Viper essentially doesn't have it anymore. What say you to this? <laughs> I mean, you can't really discredit Hera uh, because he's in like excep- exceptional form. I think the commentators mentioned it. Uh, having won the tournaments he recently has. And he's had Viper's number recently too. So that's it's a little bit of a tilted matchup. I wouldn't say Viper doesn't have it anymore because <laughs> he's always got the capability to come back. Right? After yeah. after a loss uh, like this. I mean, it, it doesn't happen irregularly for him because he's so active and participates in so many tournaments. And, you know, I don't think he's going to stop playing anytime soon. I'm just glancing at his Liquipedia page. His nine of his ten most recent tournaments are firsts. <laughs> so, oh, that's yes. that's that's well, ending last March, I guess. But against the other best player in the world, washed up. <laughs> yeah, that's no. how the AOE community responded. And Hera is is I think he's my favorite player. He's such a fun player to watch, and he's a really good streamer too. So. I, I, I'm always on Harris' side. Was, I was sad to see him lose the final, but uh, maybe we'll get there for Leary's uh, incredible uh, form here. Can I roll in? Yeah, no, for sure. I think maybe one of the big things that you also realize, and I, and I think uh, the Viper has said this before, is that essentially all like a lot of the AOE2 AOE pros are also content creators, right? The way they make a living is being content creators on yeah. top of them being pros. And, you know, there's no denying that the Viper casts a lot of tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think with Hera and Leary, I would argue that these are the two most motivated players that are very much wanting to be the number one in the whole scene. Yeah. And so if you have the Viper, who's very much doing a lot more content creation, not to say that Hera isn't, Hera's stream has been more regular, but I think Hera's stream is very much him just playing ranked. So, uh (laughs) Which is probably better practice than casting, if, if I were to say. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I think the the controversy was a little overblown. However, uh, it, it made for made for some talking points, and it brought us to an amazing four to three win for Leary. Um, all back and forth, pretty much throughout it. I think. You know, I think Leary, the one thing Leary is missing is this kind of result consistently. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think if... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think... Sorry, I'm just looking at some of his recent results. I mean, to be fair. Okay, so yeah, in Red Bull Wolo 3, he lost a doubt. Uh and got second actually never mind what am i saying i'm actually looking at leary's thing and i I completely uh take everything back what i said uh i think leary this this is more than anything redefining the fact that leary might actually be starting to take that number one spot um he's consistently beaten hera in finals it seems in red bull wolo so Uh that actually kind of sticks interestingly enough um and and then if you look and then (laughs) Hera's the one who's always in the semis, apparently, uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> well, Hera it, was talking before the final, like he was he's like, I'm not gonna let Leary beat me again, please, no. Uh, <laughs> and he got so close, and the final was really pound for pound everything you want from a a, a major tournament like this. Like going yeah, to game it's seven wild and to everything think like that. That that he has now lost three to four and two best of sevens within the last, shall we say, year, right? Yeah, Since in the in the, the same tournament. 
in the same tournament. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's something to be said about specifically the formats as well, Empire vs. Wars mode. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious whether the more standard modes, you know, maybe like a hidden cup, uh, you know, are affected differently, where it seems like Leary doesn't do as well in uh in the standard mode because uh if we, if we take our most recent hidden cup ex- uh, appearance in the quarters hera beat leary three to one mm-hmm. so so which which i wouldn't expect i'd expect them to go all the series but um maybe empire wars is just definitely uh it seems like leary's comfortable with it so um that'll be a question yeah i, I mean think of, uh, uh, sorry i wouldn't give myself the uh you know technical know-how to be able to, to analyze these players, you know, play styles and the difference between Empire Wars and, you know, standard game. But Empire mode, Empire Wars is a very engagement-driven uh, mode, so it's really great for tournaments like this that last a week, a week and a half. Uh, so it's, it's really fun to watch because they just get started right away and there's, there's action going on right away. Um, do, you, do you think you prefer it over the standard mode? I, I think I prefer to watch it but there is always that nagging sense of well this isn't like the main game so is is this the way it really would have gone if they just started you know like normally and i think that's where you were heading with uh, leary's maybe not performing as well well looking at his Wikipedia page it's weird to say that <laughs> looking at his results but not performing as well with uh, standard game modes and and hera is very much tried and true and <laughs> yeah bad. not performing as well by, by second still being <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, maybe behind hair and viper in normal most maybe yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think what this proves us is any empire's war tournament i'm gonna start favoring leary to win it i'm I'm pretty confident in that um mm-hmm. any standard mode i'm pretty much gonna choose hera that's that's kind of where i'm at currently and this is like the most recent s tier results obviously yeah, i could agree um, with i think that, yeah. and i i'd also bet viper's gonna get to the semis in all those tournaments like those yeah. are all safe bets i feel <laughs> i mean i feel like i feel like viper's probably at the point where he has to have a good day to to really contest against these two players in particular um but which i, which I, I think is intriguing because i don't think he's practicing as much as these two especially when before big tournaments probably <laughs> probably like, he I mean, had to I'm, stop I'm, a stream right and yeah i think that's wild to think that he's essentially like yeah i've practice a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not i'm not following that side of them necessarily but it's great to see the scene at a point where we have players you know really going the distance as far as making their name at the at the very top being the best one two three four players in the world because if you've hit the game skill ceiling it means that a lot of players are even at the top and that's the way it was in the competitive scene for a while. But over the last two years, as it's been evolving, as we see players, they want to practice, they want to keep, you know, uh, making strategies and, uh, deriving ways to play against specific players on specific maps. And then you have players like Hera who are really, um, taking the top spot, I guess. I think the point more than anything is that, uh, there's there's kind of it's it's nice that there is some kind of turnover in that top spot and that viper's been dethroned for a little bit because it, it does add that volatility for sure um and it's really i think it's between the three of them i know 
I know there's a couple players that I see sometimes like, you know, uh, I think, I think there's, you know, maybe like doubt who surprises you sometimes. Right. Uh, surprised everyone in the last Wololo tournament. Uh, and I think there's, there's a couple players that can definitely upset some of these top players. But if, if I were to choose a top three, it's an easy Leary Hera Viper. I don't think there's any denying that. Yeah. Um, I did want to kind of touch, continue to touch on this uh, point about standard versus empire modes. Um, I think my theory, at least, is is that civilization differences are slightly reduced with Empire Wars, um, especially the openings, right? Because there's a lot of, especially a lot, there's certain civs where the openings are very different right off the bat. Um, however, because of the way Empire Wars starts, um, you kind of, you start with more villagers, you start with more stuff, and it kind of gets rid of some of those, the uniqueness of the beginning. Um, so I think, so... Actually, I wonder if I can uh, quickly take a look at this. So, for instance, uh, Huns and Lithuanians uh, lose their first bonuses, right? Um, Loom is researched. Oh. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, there's also uh, mines and Chinese don't receive extra villagers. Um, like there's there's just like some of the things that make these civs unique kind of go away if that makes sense. Yeah, and but I mean they sort of have to to even it out. I mean it, it's almost I would almost think the extra villager thing and maybe some of those early early game bonuses are less consequential in a game mode like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be, it, of course, maybe they do that because it sort of eliminates the um, the bonus from those civilizations in the first place. And, leads you to pick something else yeah no for sure for sure um okay but i mean it, it is exciting how about the time limit what do you think of the time because i don't think it actually played that big of a role in the later stages no, not really um it, it does prevent people from just sitting around i think it does force engagement which which i think is better from a pure um What's it called? If you want to be, you want if you want to be like who is actually the better player, you don't want to force a time limit. You want them to be able to actually play the way they want to play. Mm-hmm. However, um, it did give. It is nice to have a little bit of like, hey, this isn't going to last forever. <laughs> you know, this game. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the pros agree with that, but yeah, what do you think of it? I don't know. I thought it was intriguing, but yeah, it didn't really play too much of a part. I think. And for the semifinals and finals, there was only one game where uh, it was it played any part. I think it was Leary against uh, was it in the Leary Viper semifinal or or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other yeah, yeah. the, the the semifinal with Leary in it, uh, Vinchester. Vinchester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, you know, you had Viper resigning in three minutes against Hera in the semifinals. So. <laughs> There's, he can have both sides to it with this game mode, which yeah, that adds to the engagement. It it does it does. Um, there's a couple of people that were kind of wary of it, but yeah, I think Age of Empires is a tough one because the diehards are going to watch the super super long series. But if you know, it's always that. Do you ever want to try to pander to new players? But there's also an argument with Age of Empires. It's like you don't really. I don't think pandering to new players is ever gonna. <laughs> Is that going to be the difference whether someone gets into AOE or not, right? If someone sees it for the first time, is that are they going to get into it or not? That's always a big question. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to kind of detour a little bit here now. So we, we've talked about 
um, our tournament and spectating the spectating modes. Um, the then we talked about the tournaments, um, but I want to actually talk about your journey with AOE. And you said earlier that you have not played a competitive <laughs> game before, um, which I think is totally fine because I honestly feel, especially some of the people who are watching a lot of these tournaments, there's probably a lot of people who've played the campaign, probably played two v twos versus AI or just two v two with mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, and I think I think that's where AOE has this kind of resurging fan base. Is people remember the game, have played it forever, and now there's the definitive edition version. There's AOE four coming out. There's like these big tournaments that everyone's watching. So right. it's just a question of uh, whether that will. Yeah, what? Yeah, how? What's it like not having a feeling of what competitive's like? And is everyone who's listened to this jealous? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, for me, the game is a little bit of a nostalgia factor. Um, not so much. I not so much because I was like playing it when I was growing up, um, but because my my brothers were, and so I was always mm. um, I was always around that scene in, in one way or another. And of course, they were just doing like AI or or campaigns at that point. Um, but when it when I started like playing it for myself probably five four or five years ago um it oh, was you just with my friends hd right or was it yeah it would have been hd so yeah i just got it on steam i don't know i think it was just one summer like my brothers decided to pick back up again uh with some friends it's, and it was it's definitely one to, of those games that yeah. you can jump back into i think if you yeah. haven't played for a while and it was easier for us to navigate like online so we could just play games with our friends it was a little bit buggy a lot of the time as i'm sure people are familiar with but uh, yeah i i've i haven't played a competitive game i'm not really sure why (laughs) most of the uh playing that i do is not so much with ai anymore like most mostly i play against or with my friends Uh, and a lot of the time it's like memeing like pick a tiny map and throw eight people on it and see how that's exactly it though that's i mean that's the fun of rts games right of course is you can literally have someone there who can wreck everyone you can have someone there that doesn't know what they're doing yeah because you do like a free-for-all everyone's gonna decide to gang up on the person that's really good yeah the person who doesn't know what they're doing kind of still enjoy the game because Mm -hmm. they're not really being attacked yeah um and because you're nice you kind of let that friend survive longer yeah <laughs> you see they're still making militia when you're in castle age and you're like okay I, i'll let you stay <laughs> on your island <laughs> uh, i think the game has a it's pretty accessible like for an rts game especially now with how pretty it is <laughs> oh yeah um it's helped it it's difficult for people to sort of grasp the if they want to try to get competitive the memorization of like you know, get a good ground on on hockeys and then memorize them and all the counters and that sort of stuff, learning the civ bonuses. But if you aren't into practicing that kind of thing, I found that just playing the game um, in some sort of conscious state, you <laughs> the requirement to be conscious, obviously, not uh, four beers in, um, which has happened and is just as entertaining uh, as anything. But you sort of pick those things up over time right mm-hmm. um for me especially like i didn't really have a grasp over the counters after like 100 hours probably and then my friend like talked to me about it and then i started paying more attention to it and then uh you know i i barely have a grasp over the counters now but at least i know the basic ones so like 
Yeah. I mean, like I mean you know what give, I mean. Give me some basic ones. <laughs> like, like, it's just easy to pick up is what I mean. Like, I yeah, feel yeah. like I lack the, the credibility to be here and talk about this game because I'm not like an active player. You know, I'm just I'm glancing at my Steam and I haven't opened the game since May 17th. I actually just finished installing whatever the most recent update was. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so you're playing in the tournament is what? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'll see. I'll see. But I mean, I'm that sort of player that discovered Mayan's Obsidian Arrow was really funny to use and was really sad when they took it away. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So my experience, uh, not huge, but definitely a lot of nostalgia value, and I always, I always try to have fun. So that's maybe I mean, that's I why I've not tried competitives because I just, you know, it's something different from the other games I sort of usually play. Uh, I'm not huge into RTS. I think I've played Civ, Civ Six out of all Civ games once, and of course you only get half half a game through if you've listen, once. listen. If you're if you're gonna say Civ's an RTS game, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, uh, maybe. Well, maybe that just says it all for me. Like, uh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I like the stuff but... games a lot, actually. Uh, but it, it is turn-based game, right? Yeah. That, um, which, which I think is funny, but that is literally the distinction, right, uh, between real-time strategy and strategy. Sure. Turn-based strategy. Um, I apologize for my sins against RTS. No, 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 <laughs> no worries. The RTS elitists won't get you. Look at me, though. You know. Uh, if I don't say anything, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure people are pretty chilled out. Um, no, but I, I think that's really cool. I don't think, I think for me, like all the counters and stuff, it's, it's, I am still at a point in the game that realistically I, and this is just because I have that RTS experience. It's like, I know there's so much for me to work on before I even worry about what the opponent is doing. Yeah. Uh, I think I can probably literally choose one save. <laughs> through ains and and uh just just kind of roll over a lot of players find one strategy and perfect it and i'll probably be better than a lot of players early on just because i know i have that rts experience it's like once i know what a build is and i know specifically what my strategy is i can kind of get away with it mm-hmm. um but i think that's a fair point right i don't think everyone needs to be super good at this game i think it's great that the esports scenes kind of rised up I think it's a good kind of put in the background type thing as well for a lot of players. And then you kind of focus in once you get to the finals, right? You get like the later on in the tournament. So I think all that is is uh, good in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lithuanian is fun too. Just get all the relics little. Yeah, it's a simple, simple strategy. I don't, uh, I don't worry about it too much. Um, yeah, but overall, uh, I think that's really that's really it. Um, so. Yeah, we're actually going to end the show here. I didn't want to do too long of a show. I know I released the the kind of recap show not too long ago. So I thank you, Captain Fish, for being on here, helping helping make sure I don't have another second show. It, it very much helps that I don't have to bounce off myself, which is <laughs> extremely difficult. It was a good thing I wrote a lot of notes for the last episode. However, I, I always find podcasts are much better if there's two people. So uh, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. And yeah, we'll have that tournament and hopefully we'll get some regularity back. If anyone's ask, asking what's going on with Chris, because I'm sure there's some people who might be asking, um, he's he's had some internet troubles as as we've alluded to. So um, we're hoping that he can he can get a new internet provider and that that whole thing kind of works its way out. Um, I, I've been really hoping to have some kind of regular format to the show, uh, and it's unfortunate that I haven't been able to do that. I think on top of it, I, I wish I have like a 
set recording time every week or maybe every two weeks it makes sure that yeah. it happens every two weeks at the same time however um unfortunately as people see with the amount of guests that are in and out uh it's not been the case and you know um, it's difficult to have I, a regular format unless there's regular things going on it's probably the issue i think that's true too right like there is an argument to be said that when you have the tournaments uh like the bigger tournaments people have something, something even even for community tournaments if it's like a, yeah so the fact that closed, I'm creating yeah. community tournaments means there'll be something to talk about the next week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, At least for a couple of minutes. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Uh maybe 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 that's what I should do. Like the next turn and be like announce winner on the podcast, and then they can talk about that. <laughs> that, that could be a thing. Anyway, uh thank you for being on. Thank you for listening, everyone. The support for this show has still been tremendous. The regular viewer like download ship that we've gotten is so good um relative to at least my expectations uh so thank you so much and we'll see you when we see you hopefully sooner rather than later let me put it that way <laughs> all right bye everyone